Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Hey ladies, this is Nyoka Hall, and I want to welcome you to Trust God, Cry, Repeat podcast, a fresh new podcast for your encouragement. I want to say hey, and today's topic that we're going to talk about um, is fearing the only real one true God. I know it's a long title, but that's what we're talking about today. And a lot of people kind of approach this topic um, from a reverence only standpoint. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, reverencing the Lord. Not one thing at all. But we cannot forget that fear and reverence are kind of two different things. They're not they're similar, but they're not exactly the same. Like uh, a child can fear that you know my mom is gonna pop my hand if I touch the socket but they can do it anyway it's like you know what I'm saying or or they can take a step back at the the authority that God has given my parent to you know correct this behavior you know they're not gonna do that but it's different when we are talking about the only one true living God we cannot come to God any kind of way like I feel like uh, well I don't want to jump ahead in my notes let me get let me get back to it Fearing God has gotten such a bad rap these days. Like God is only like a soft-spoken, light tap on the back of the hand type of God. He's not though. You know, like he's not just like, oh no, you know, stop it. Popping you on the back of the hand. He's the same God that flipped over tables, that drowned the enemies in the Red Sea after first parting the Red Sea. And letting the, you know, the children, his children walk across on dry ground. This is the same God that rose people from the dead and so much more. Like we have to remember that this is not um, just someone that we, you know, talk about because it's, you know, he was a great um, part of history and, you know, it's a fun fact. No, we're talking about the God of this universe, like the one who created all things that are created. And I feel like, um, you know, nowadays it is kind of funny sometimes, you know, or it's taken lightly when we talk about God, or it's taken lightly when um, we look at his word and, and we're sharing things out of his word. Because everybody um, who really knows me knows that even when I share out of God's word, I don't do it in front of men. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to teach a man. I, I'm fully submitted under my husband, first under on, under God, then it's my husband. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I am doing that. Like, you know, that's my goal. You know, I don't want to take it and be like, well, no, you know, because the culture says that women should be able to, you know, do anything a man can do, which is definitely off topic and not even the point of what the Bible was talking about when it's talking about women um, remaining silent in church. But that's a, a topic for a whole nother day. What I want us to do, ladies, is heed this warning that God is not a plaything and Jesus is soon to return. I want to share some scripture with you from Proverbs 1 and 7. And it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Another portion of scripture is Matthew 10, 28. And it says, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And that's Matthew 10 and 28. 
another portion of scripture before we get into the meat of the subject. It comes from Proverbs 28 and verse 14. It says, blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, fears the Lord always. But whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. And this, that last scripture is kind of where I feel like, um, just kind of where we are as a whole, not individual. Cause you know, it's always, you know, it's always exceptions to, you know, things, but I feel like, uh, the culture is, is so like, is, is heavily dictating what we're doing in the body of Christ which it should not be that way. Like, you know, the, the world is the world, the culture, you know, the, it, the cultural norms and all those things are just that, you know, cult, cultural norms, but it should not dictate what we do in the body of Christ. The Bible should dictate what we do in our lives as Christians. The authority comes from God's word, which came from God's mouth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we forget sometimes that we cannot handle the word of God either deceitfully or just any kind of way. Like we cannot add to it. We can't take away from it. You know, we can't, the Bible warns us about taking lightly what God um, is serious about. Like we can't look at the word of God. If God says he hates something and we, you know, per the culture or or per the times that we're living in say, well, you know, I think it's okay. Cause then we're putting ourselves in the place of God, which is very dangerous very dangerous. So I want to share, I don't know um, how many of you ladies heard about this uh, female comedian. Her name is Heather uh, McDonald. Um, She was 51, not was, but is 51. And she collapsed moments after saying that she is vaccinated and boosted and she still has her period, proclaiming that she still hasn't contracted COVID. And that clearly, she said, clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Um, I'm taking directly from her quotes. The next moment after finishing this sentence, she stumbles, her eyes roll back in her head and she falls unconscious, hitting her head on the stage floor. The audience at first, you can hear in the video, um, was her laughing, apparently thinking that, you know, it was a part of her act. Now, when you read the article about, you know, now she's in the hospital and all this trying to recover, she says, and this comes out of her mouth, it says, I've never, ever fainted in my life. This is what she said. This was so out of character. I've never done this in my entire life. This has never uh, happened in any other part of my life. So after seeing this, and I'm telling y'all, like, it was my husband who originally showed it to me. And after I was like traumatized, I promise I was, because it struck a chord in my heart. Like, I want to make sure that I do not forget to take serious what God takes serious, period. Like, I want to make sure that I don't take light of his word because there are consequences. And I feel like God showed her so much grace and mercy for her to even make it through the situation. She's still alive. She's banged up. She has a fractured skull and, you know, she has bruises and black eyes and all that, but she's still alive. And I feel like God, I can't speak for him, but what I'm saying is I feel like God is merciful and gracious to even bring her through this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it reminds us how he didn't let us die in our sin, that to give us another chance. And I'm praying, and I really do want to pray, you know, for her, that she gets the point. 
because even later down in the article um you know she's still doing little hashtags like what do you think caused it covid pound you know hashtag covid or hashtag jesus uh, hashtag jesus or hashtag uh karma or something like so i'm just praying that she gets the point like god is not a plaything period like he's not to be played with he is to be loved he is to be honored he is to be praised he is to be feared in some respects or in all respects but also reverenced like we're talking about the one who controls our next breath so in this and when you like i said when you watch it it's like uh it's almost eerie to see before and after like you know that kind of thing uh, but she was openly mocking god she was actually bearing false witness in, in that moment saying that he loves her most because she still hasn't gotten COVID. like this is not a game <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we are not in a place in our life or ever should be where we think that we can kind of come at god any kind of way we cannot so the um and the word of god also warns us against bearing false witness which brings me into today's uh, portion of scripture. We're going to talk a little bit about Ananias and Sapphira. And I'm coming directly from Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. And I'm going to get through this quickly, but I want to bring this home. And it says, But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles feet but peter said ananias why has satan filled your heart to lie to the holy spirit and to keep back for yourself a part of the proceeds of the land while um it remained unsold did it not remain your own like it was already yours like what are you doing um and after it was sold was it not at your disposal why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in and knowing, not knowing what had happened, uh, and Peter said, he, Peter said to her, excuse me, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. And immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last when the young men came in, they found her dead and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband and great fear came upon the whole church and upon all those, I mean, excuse me, all who heard these things. Again, that's Acts 5, 1 through 11. Wow. <laughs> I mean, literally, wow. This is one of the things that came to my mind um, after, after even watching this video, I'm like, wow like it was in their power to do the right thing why lie why why test the spirit of the lord is is what the scripture says so let's keep it moving it used to be a time where there was like a unspoken respect for the things of god 
Like you wouldn't do certain things on the church grounds or you wouldn't do certain things inside the church or, you know, you wouldn't say, you know, certain things around even the church building or around church people or whatever. Like, but I feel like we have definitely moved past that where almost anything and everything is acceptable, you know, or it's, it's coddled or it is almost uh i'm i'm I'm, the word is escaping me at the moment but it is almost like anything can go it's like a free-for-all like it like it like i said it used to be where secular music wasn't played in church now secular music is played in church there was a time where oh no you're going to change you're not wearing that into the house of the lord now it seems like that's the first thing that's being put on or you're not going to say that, or you're not, or someone hears somebody else talk to their kids. I mean, their kids talk to them improperly or rude or, you know, in a rude manner or whatever. And they stepped in like, don't talk to your mom like that, that kind of thing. Like now it's like, well, you know, did you really, did you listen to them? You know, did you, did you hear them out? Like that kind of, I don't know how, I don't know why I keep doing that awkward whisper, but you know, I just feel like we've made this weird shift to where certain things are just acceptable and we can't we have to remember that we cannot just do anything and everything and call ourselves christians we cannot do anything and everything and then also you know do anything and everything in the house of the lord as well like we have to remember that god is to be feared god is to be loved and in that love he requires certain things of us you know, he, he requires certain things and we can't do it without him. We cannot say the title of Christian, but then have no fruit, you know, or barely any fruit or just enough fruit to sustain us through Sunday. Cause that was like a play on words or hopefully got that. But, um, we, as women of God have to remember that we cannot allow the world to soften our hearts towards God. We serve the only one true and living God. And as, you know, as loving as he is, he will not change his truth. He will never change change his truth. I'm getting tongue-tied. I rebuke that. Um, he will never change his truth to be more palatable. Never will he ever change his truth to be more palatable. And we should not either. If we look at a portion of scripture or we're getting ready to um, try to help a brother or sister out um, and we stop and then try to find a, a better way of saying it. I'm, I'm not saying like being rude, period, and you just a mean, nasty person. No, what I'm saying is you're getting ready to share truth with someone, but instead you water it down to make it more uh, palatable and less offensive. We are in error and we cannot do that. We should not do that. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, the word for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit uh, of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's Hebrews four and uh, chapter four, verse 11. We have to check our hearts and our minds and our thoughts pertaining to God. And I'm saying that because if we feel like God says this, but I feel like, and then we go on our feelings, we are in error and we need to change. 
If the word of God says, train up your child in the way that he should go or it should go and um, he will not depart, then we can't add to it and say, well, he will not depart. Or if he departs, I've heard this and it makes my heart break into a million pieces. I know that was a little dramatic, but I'm serious. Cause they'll take like, people will take that scripture and say, well, if he departs, then he'll come back. But that's not what the word of God says. It says he will not depart. So let's not give an occasion or excuse for sin. Let's hold the line. Like literally hold the word of God and the authority that it was, it was made for. Cause we're talking about the only one living and true God. Like we're not talking about, you know, some wooden statue that you have to, you have to polish or you have to, you know, change positions on a shelf. We're talking about the God of all things created. It's too late in the game to be trying to pretend like, you know, we don't know the word of God. And that's another thing. Make sure that we are in our word. Me included. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure that we are enjoying God's word. We are are making sure that we can rightly divide God's word, that we are um, submitted under our husbands to make sure, you know, and I say husbands because I'm talking to multiple ladies, not you should have multiple husbands. So let's make sure that doesn't get misconstrued. But we are supposed to be submitted to our own husband so that he can teach, he can lead us, he can wash us over in the gospel. That's what we should be doing. So that we can show to our children how a wife is suppo- uh, supposed to submit. How a wife is supposed to honor her husband, which honors God. We can't be loose cannons, you know, to where we say and do anything and think we're honoring God. I just had to say it. I just had to do it. I, she had to come. Like, we cannot be like that. That doesn't honor God at all. That doesn't even honor your husband. Like we are supposed to be protecting our family emotionally. Like we shouldn't be blurting our business out in the streets. We shouldn't be using Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and all these other facets to blurt our family's business out. You know what I'm saying? Like we should be discreet and chase. We should be looking to older women to, you know, and older doesn't always necessarily mean older in age, but also it can mean older in experience in Christ. Like you've been in Christ longer than I have. I can glean from your wisdom. I can glean from, you know, your experiences. And at any point of our life, we can be both the older woman in someone's life and also a a younger woman to someone else. Like we always can be getting knowledge and giving knowledge. So I just want to leave you um, ladies with that. You know, I really want to to encourage you um, to fear God. And I'm not saying fear and uh, the world's terms. I'm saying biblical fear, like understanding that your next heartbeat is because the Lord God called it to be. That he measured it out at birth. The time started <laughs> as, as far as how many heartbeats you had left. We're talking about that. The word of God talks about not fearing the one because I hear it so much. I even had to do a uh, uh, not podcast. Um, I had to do um, a post about it because we talk about and I hear it so much from different ladies. And I used to be guilty of this myself. Now I try to make sure that I check myself when it happens. But we have been so saturated with fearing the world that I hear anxiety pour out of the mouths of Christian women so often. 
oh, my anxiety is high or, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Okay, then submit that to God. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm not just pointing a finger behind, you know, some blanket or a curtain of whatever. Like I had to actually submit my, my, the things that was causing me fear to God. And when it pops up again, or it's tried, the enemy tries it again, I got to submit it back to God as well. But ladies, we cannot fear the world who can't harm us and then, you know, not fear God. We need to fear the one who can kill both body and soul in hell. Like we, we literally need to be focused on God. It is so late in the game and he is soon to return. We do not, do not want to come this far in Christianity and, and miss out because our devotion, our focus, our, you know, even our praise really goes to the world. How many times? Okay. You think I'm playing? Okay. How many times? Check it, count it, do it tomorrow, whatever, do it the same day. Whenever you listen to this, those who find themselves talking about fear or anxiety and stuff like that, how many times in that day, let, let me know that, that you said anxiety or anxious, write it down and then see how many times you talked about God. See how many times you picked up your Bible. See how many times you praise the Lord with that mouth. Like we have to stop giving our lending our members to fear of the world or fear of the culture or fear of offending someone. Because guess what? I don't care if you have your Joel Osteen voice on and you're wearing the softest mink coat just for them to stroke as you're saying it. You cannot say to someone that really they don't want they don't want to hear nothing about God. And just because you said it in a whisper, all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow. OK, cool. Like, no, they're going to be offended because you're challenging their lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like we have to call sin, sin, period. There's no escape clause on that. Like, it's not sin because I don't feel like it's that bad. No, 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 no. We have to make sure that the authority in our life comes from the scriptures. That everything that we experience is filtered through that and then we form our opinions. Not have our opinions and our 34 different concordances of whatever and somebody else's opinion. Then we look at the word of God. We have to push all that out of the way. Open the word that God put for us (laughs) from the creator of all things created and read the Bible for what it is from who it is like you know what i'm saying like from god's voice not the you know i mean we have theologians who you know they give their insight from time to time but we have to make sure that insight doesn't trump the true meaning of what god wanted it to be said we all have room to to continue to improve and it's not a beat over your head type thing it is a warning count it as a warning that god will not be mocked like god is not mocked y'all We cannot just take God any kind of way. We need to make sure that we are honoring God, that we are as women of Christ. Like we literally are doing our due diligence. And honestly, that's all I got to say. So remember, remember that there is a book out, new third, uh, third book of mine entitled better off dead silencing the lies of satan get it grab it it will be a good tool alongside you know the uh, the bible and any other uh, christian book that you would like to read to help encourage you to open your word also is there to help you have uh, tactics of being able to focus in and see where satan satan is whispering things 
Because sometimes you think you're thinking it, but most of the time you're listening. And you're listening to his lies. So remember always, 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 trust God as you cry and repeat. God bless you.